welcome to the podcast. Today, I want to talk about Kropotkin's theory of mutual aid and how it might be applicable to this moment, especially since the United States government is pondering raising more could be said about the debt ceiling, what it is, what it is not. But for this podcast, let us turn to Kropotkin's theory of mutual aid, which spins off of the conversation Kropotkin wrote a collection called Mutual Aid, A Factor of Evolution. It came out in 1902, and he is considered to be a naturalist, anarchist, philosopher. Okay. So, this period of time, the 1800s, saw lots of upheaval. We saw the United States Civil War, for example. We saw the um, upheavals in terms of how society was organized in Europe, uh, conflicts between laborers and owners. Uh, uh, we saw sort of a dissolution of the feudal state, meaning lords lauding over land that was worked by serfs uh, who didn't necessarily own that land. Okay. We saw people wanting to take Indian removal, uh, which was the usurpation of land occupied by Aboriginals, Indians, if you will, and forced migration, uh, typically um, noted in the um, forced walk to Oklahoma. Um, repatriation of indigenous peoples onto reservations. And during the time of Abraham Lincoln, Lincoln um, carried out one of the largest mass executions in history uh, perpetrated against Native Americans. So, what does this have to do with mutual aid? Peter Kropotkin's theory was that should people take an interest in helping one another and in a reciprocal sense, meaning 
you do for someone, someone does for you, and the circle is extended, then things like genocide, wars, might cease or might not even be necessary if an adoption of mutual aid became the norm in society. So Darwinian survival of the fittest doctrines would be in conflict with Peter Kropotkin's theory of mutual aid. What does this have to do with 2021, 2020? The entire world is subsumed by not necessarily state power, but a pandemic, biological power, biopower, where people are forced to alter their habits and their behaviors, supposedly for the common good in service of others. People are being asked to change the way that they interact with each other, staying six feet apart, for example, not attending mass gatherings. being mindful of ventilation, being mindful of aerosols uh, and how, how virus can spread through the air. So with the adoption of these new behaviors, the risk, you know, there, there could be risks some one one risk that comes into mind is that of isolation social isolation and work Kropotkin's theory of mutual aid to be considered you might see an emergence of neighbors looking after neighbors looking after neighbors but the question becomes would a doctrine of mutual aid or will a doctrine of mutual aid survive in a climate in which neighbors may not be talking to neighbors out of fear, say. Say some, some neighbors are vaccinated, some neighbors are not. Some neighbors are upset about the vaccination against the virus, or some are indifferent. But the idea of social isolation persists. So people have gotten comfortable, perhaps, would get comfortable chilling, relaxing with their circle, their pandemic circle. Will mutual aid persist in such an 
isolated environment or does mutual aid depend upon heterogeneity, not homogeneity, but uh, a confluence of people who are different. So, are you more likely to get assistance from <clears throat> those who are in your immediate social circle? Or would the assistance come from strangers? And if it comes from strangers, how is it to be reciprocated? Is it through money, cash, Bitcoin, or um, an agreed upon exchange of tasks or shared values? What do you think about the concept of mutual aid? Can mutual aid exist in a capitalist structure where we are dependent upon debt? You know, as the president considers and actually has asked for an increase in the debt ceiling. This increase is being debated by the House and the Senate. Um, who, who would be paying back the debt? And how? And would their interest be suspended? since we are in a global pandemic and many people have lost jobs. Some new jobs have been created and those enterprises are looking to hire people. Not everybody wants to go back into a workspace that may or may not have proper ventilation that may or may not have a certain percentage of individuals who are vaccinated. Interestingly, some people who work in the service industry and some people who work in the industries where there are, um, let's see, like food delivery industries, so they're kind of like essential workers is what I'm trying to get at here. Have some kind of ideas and thoughts about how much risk they are willing to take in order to do their job. Okay. Um, so you can read more about this emerging research. I can, would uh, I would say it's some of the most interesting research on the gig economy that's out there is in the land of those who have started up their own independent contracting businesses. Moving on 
from this concept of mutual aid. Let us think about luxury. Do you live in a state where buying something is an anomaly? Do you live in a state where owning recreational vehicles, which you must obtain a license for, is a show of your status? Um, you may or may not have ideas on what luxury is. I will just say this. Jewelry is considered often to be a luxury. It is considered by some to be a frivolity, an extra, a cha-cha. But to others, uh, jewelry is more than a luxury. It is a cultural symbol. It is a part of how people get to know each other. So the idea of wearing a piece of jewelry to show one's status may be attached to the cultural norm. It, it may not be the only thing that d defines the purpose of the jewel. Um, jewelry could have sentimental value. It could tell the story of a family, a neighborhood, a kingdom. And in that story telling, it could create lasting bonds, social bonds, social connections working against the social isolation that may come from not being able to clearly delineate one's path, values, family, home, region, nation of origin that could be all displayed in a piece of jewelry. So, I have a story some personal stories about this. And if you follow me on my newsletter, Gift Tips, G-I-F-T-T-I-P-S, you may hear more. Subscribe to Gift Tips. Be a subscriber today. Thank you so much for listening.